Hey, everybody. Uh, we are back with our second podcast of the Mountaineer Nation Fantasy Baseball uh, podcast series. Um, it is myself and Ryan on the, on the um, podcast this evening. Uh, we are going to go through um, several different topics today. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, Ryan's responses to um, our previous podcast, which was the um, our favorite draft picks and least favorite draft picks of each round. So Ryan's going to do the same thing. Um, we will transition then into a um, overview of each team and a consensus ranking of one through 12. And after that, Ryan's going to add some bold predictions for each team, and we're going to finish it off with a um, predictions for the playoff and our league champion for 2018. Um, Ryan, if you're ready, uh, I'll let you go ahead and go round by round and let everyone know your favorite picks and your least favorite picks. All right, thank you. Um, hello, everyone. I'm excited to get on to my first podcast for this year. I'm excited we found this app. Um, it's really cool, I think, and hopefully it'll allow us to continue to do podcasts throughout the season. So what I'm going to do, I, I just quickly um, wrote down a person. Just a, I didn't do any negative picks. I just did all the ones that I like from each round. So I'm just going to quickly go through each round, um, say the ones that I like, just to mention a few from the last podcast, and then we'll get into some power rankings and so forth. So from the 13th round or the first round of our draft, picks I like was Nicholas Castellanos and Manuel, Manuel Margot. Um, I think both of those um, have some serious breakout potential, and there was my picks there. The next round, I liked um, David Murphy, Ryan, getting him um, in the second round to allow um, – since his team's pretty much set as is to get that boost when he comes back is going to be key. I also like Gene Segura. Um, that's for Scherzer got, you know, get him some good steals, but at the top of Seattle, that was a good pick in the second round. The next pick I like Gregory Polanco. I think he has the potential to break out. Um, and the next one I like Adam Eaton. Um, he's already off to a hot start. He was the, I don't know, as of today, a day or two ago, he was the highest person on the player rater. That was a really good guy. Battle Axe got kind of wish I would have been able to, think of him sooner the next round i liked uh kenta maeda um i just thought he was a good pitcher looking at the pitchers taken in that round he had a good start had like nine or ten k's first start out i think he could be solid um next round like garrett richards i thought that was another good pitcher in that round the following round i like tim anderson he's already off to a hot start got three home runs three steals because looks like he could be a lethal power speed combo yeah next yeah. he's in the sorry to interrupt ryan he's actually yep. the top player raider shortstop through the weekend so oh, really? i mean that's a great pick yeah, I was kind of like targeting him as one of the guys because I, I needed a shortstop, but I waited too long and he got snagged a couple rounds before I took my shortstop. So and actually, was, he's solid. the top player Raider overall through the first weekend of the season. So now, um, Vaughn, that was an incredible pick. Um, props. Yeah, definitely a solid pick there. Um, next one around, I had Tyler Chatwood. Yeah, the so-so start um, first time out. Cubs haven't just had any run support at all going in the early going, but I think he'll be a solid pitcher. Um, could be some Cubs bias in that one. Now. Um, next one, I like Cole Calhoun. Looking at that round, the outfielder's taken. I think it would be solid in, in the Angels lineup. Um, next round, I like Dexter Fowler leading off for the Cardinals. He got off to a slow start, but he's hit a home run, I think, today or yesterday. 
um, and started to heat up. Next round, I like Rick Porcello. I mean, round this is round 23. I know he had a bad year last year, but how many former Cy Young winners are you able to pick in the 23rd round? He had a good first start, I think, for Boston. He At this point in the draft, it was a, a very good value. Um, I think for, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates took that. Next round, um, I thought Odorizzi looked like a good pitcher picked in that round. I know he didn't have a great start today. Did have a good start the first time out, but he's usually a steady back into the rotation, good filler. Um, around 25, I like Matt Shoemaker. Now, he just went on the DL. I don't know how serious of an injury that is, So, but he's been decent in the past whenever um, he's been pitching, so I, I like them there. I also like Jonathan VR for the potential in the speed. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was a beast. Last year, he wasn't so much, but just the potential that he could he could recapture some of that at that point, assuming he keeps the playing time wasn't bad. Uh, round 26, I like um, Jack Flaherty. He had a good start the other day. Now he went back to the minors that I saw um, today for Adam Wainwright. So I don't know how long he'll be back down, but he, he looks like he's got some good potential. Round 27, I like Canley Ramirez. Now I know he's on the downcline of his career. He's getting older, but he's still batting in the meat of the Red Sox order. So this late late in the draft someone you can fill in utility um was definitely someone solid round 28 i like kella um that eric got from the texas you got to be able to get a closer this late in the draft uh, round 29 i originally liked um aaron hicks because it looks like he was going to bat fifth now i know uh he was actually one of your hates when in your boom and bust um picks throughout the draft in the last podcast now i know he's got hurts so obviously that looks negative now but he was batting fifth like opening day and if he would have stayed that or if he comes back to that then it could be potential but i mean it's the next to last round so it's just a dart there anyway and then the very last round i like matt davison because he he had that big three home run game and then he looked like he was terrible again but then he hit a home run again today so he'll just add some pop and i also like tyler skaggs as a decent breakout pitcher picked in the very last round so that's kind of my run through on that you have any thoughts in general on anything i said nope i mean i think it was pretty pretty solid uh review of the draft um i mean nothing's really it's so early in the season it's really hard to tell at this point so um you know i may have gotten uh my analysis of aaron hicks wrong i mean he could be really good if he comes in and plays every day um it's just my question is how often does he get in the lineup um and where does he bat in the lineup um that's my only my only thought Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, his playing time is definitely questionable. I don't know when Ellsbury comes back. If he plays a lot, I think it could be profit potential that late in the draft. But if he doesn't, then obviously it's just as much as I mean, the last about three or four rounds every year is a lot of people that hit waivers at some point during the season anyway. So exactly. Exactly. Well, um, we'll transition into um, our next segment now. Good job, Brian. Good job. Thank you. Um, we are uh, going to go into our rankings. We've had several um, suggestions to do this. Um, Ryan and I have um, both done some analysis. Um, we're going to go through Ryan's rankings, um, how he views each team, uh, one, uh, 12, we'll count down 12 to 1, um, and I'll add some analysis on if I feel certain teams that he's ranked or underranked or overranked, and I'll give my opinions and two cents in there as well. Um, so to kick it off, uh, we'll let Ryan go start with uh, the 12th last ranked team 
in his opinion. And we'll move okay. forward yeah. from there. So, yeah, I mean, these are just 12. I'll put these together real quickly. I mean, I'll kind of talk as we go through it. I, I feel like there's some tiers and like, where the teams are in general, like, you know, a group, the, and there's a tightly contested group. Um, and I'll even mention right now that currently my last four of my rankings all come from the C division. So, and, and I think there's very little separating 12 to nine or one to four in the C division, just in general, I think it's a very tightly compact group. And like, I went back and forth on who, who to rank them. So I really think it's a toss up, um, but in general, but to start off, I'll put at number 12, I'll put Kim John Un. um, I mean, he has Charlie Blackman, who's been a, just an absolute stud in his keepers. But I just thought overall he just didn't have a lot of super um, playmakers um, as far as, like, people that he can just count on um, week in, week out. Um, some of the people I'm not sure of is Domingo Santana, Ryan Braun, because of playing time issues. Maybe they might be splitting, you know, because they got, like, one too many people in Milwaukee right now. I mean, a couple of pitchers I do like, Mike Clevenger, um, I think Chase Anderson could be okay, but I'm not so sure about Danny Duffy. Um, his closer situation, it doesn't look like he really has much in terms of closer, so he's hurting um, as far as that goes. He's got some middle relievers. So just overall, just not super sure. I mean, I like the Kent I might have picked, like I mentioned, but just not sure it's a super well-rounded team compared to some of the other C-division teams. Okay, um, fair enough. I mean, I will 100% agree with Ryan. Um, a lot of these teams are kind of in groups in my mind. It's very hard to distinguish them right now, especially since, you know, we don't know what players are going to break out and which ones are going to, you know, take a nosedive this year. Um, I, I do like this team. It, uh, I will agree with the 12th place ranking, but I do like this team. Kevin Plummer is off to an, a great start, but it's mainly because he's still second, third and home in one base setting, which was crazy if you guys watched that. Um, Paul DeJong's off to a nice start. If he can keep that up, that's that's a good pick. Um, but there are some risky players. Um, he's got Eugenio Suarez, who could eventually lose playing time uh, to Nixon Zell, the Reds prospect. Um, and Bradley Zimmer, he's kind of a high-risk, high-reward player. Um, Kevin Kiermeyer's, you know, kind of not, not, not everything you really need of a utility. But, I mean, there's just some weaknesses here. Um, that maybe could be filled by some prospects coming up or something like that. Um, in the pitching staff, I do like Mike Clevenger. I think he is a good breakout pick candidate this year. Uh, Luis Castillo had a really bad first start, but he should recover from that. Um, and I also like Sean Newcomb. I know he didn't pitch great in his first outing against the Nationals, but it was the Nationals. Um, so I like this team maybe more than you do, but I'll agree with your 12th place ranking. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's got some decent keeper people for potential and like Bradley Zimmer and stuff like that. Um, Mike Moustaka said he got early in the draft, um, things like that. But And uh, one thing that I'm also going to mention as we go through each team, I made a bold prediction, one for the good and one for the bad for every single team. So as we finish up each team, I want to say that. So looking at Kim Jong-un's team, um, the people that I put to the positive – I said that both um, Luis Castile and Chase Anderson 
will beat their projections. And I say this a lot when I'm going through my bowl predictions, will beat all of their projections that they have for the 2018 season. If you look at ESPN and I'm predicting that Luis Castillo and Chase Anderson will beat all of their projections. And by seasons in Luis Castillo will be a top 20 pitcher and Chase Anderson will be a top 48 pitcher. So top 48, meaning it'd be a top four pitcher, you know, assuming that every team has a pitcher. So that'd be the fourth, the back end of the fourth pitcher. Like, so I'm, I'm bold on those two. Um, my negative projection is Domingo Santana and Ryan Braun are both under on all of their projections, except for maybe home runs and mainly due to playing time. Cause I don't, I just, too many mouths to feed. It looks like in Milwaukee that somebody's, they're not going to get enough bats to share around. Sure. So, I'll, I'll make uh, i I'll make a positive prediction as well, Ryan. I'll say mm-hmm. that Mike Clevenger will eclipse 180 innings and will strike out 200 bats and will be a top 30 pitcher. It's a bold prediction, but I'll make it. Yep. That's bold. I like Mike Clevenger too, so I think that's good. All right, so moving on to the next one. I know we have some difference here. Coming in at number 11, I have three River Mountaineers. Um and now the way Tim Anderson's broken out, it makes me kind of almost want to change my mind. And, I, and I've also made these rankings like day two of the season, but also know that like we shouldn't really be changing our thoughts on teams and playable that much. And it's not only it, we're just in a week into the season. So four or five days should make a huge difference. But part of the more reason that I had him at 11 was just because he had some injuries Greg Berg went down. Jeff Smarge went down. His closer, Melancholy, went down. Lamette went down. Like, he just so many of his pitch, people went down for injuries right away. Um, it look, he's, he's very smart in trying to rebuild, adding a lot of prospecty guys. Um, I think that's going to help him in the long run, finding keepers, setting around his team. Um, so that's the only reason just I think he might have some growing pains with a lot of young guys that he drafted. Um, not a lot of like older veteran eating eaters, stuff like that. I mean, Jose Barrios came out on fire the other night, I know. Um, and he's got guys I like, Buxton, Schwarber looks off to a hot start. He's got, you know, Devers. He's got a lot of good young keeper pieces. Um, I'm just not sure steadiness week in, week out. But it's a solid team that definitely could win the C division. Yeah. Um, so I, I like this team more than you. I actually would have them up about two spots in this ranking to maybe number nine or, or maybe even, yeah, maybe number nine. Um, I, I like his court of Devers um, and Buxton and even down into some of the pitchers like Barrios. Um, I also think he drafted really smart this year. Um, I, I love the pick of Jose, Jose Martinez who's been great for the Cardinals. Looks like they're everyday starting first baseman. Um, Tim Anderson's been great so far. Will they keep that up? I don't know. Ozzy Albies has been solid so far. Um, I like the, I, I like the pickups that he's made as well. Like Preston Tucker, who's been good for Atlanta, but how long will that hold up? But going along with that, the biggest issue I see with this team this year is going to be playing time issues. Cause will Preston Tucker keep the job once, um, uh, the Braves decide, uh, you know, to promote, um, you know, once the Braves make their moves, like, do you, are they going to keep Preston Tucker in the outfield? Does he slow down? Does Ryan McMahon get every day at bats at first base? Um, you know, does Jose Martinez see some playing time um, in first base in their infield? Does, you know, Brian Anderson slow down in Miami? 
just so many question marks that I see why you ranked them down this far. Yeah, I mean, he has a lot of young guys, keeper potential of the future. I love it. Just uh, just some iffiness for just playing for this season. But he's got guys that could break out and carry him. So he does. Never know. He does. So um, for my two bold predictions that I have for his team – um, on the positive side, I think Schwarber and Jose Barrios are going to be all of their projections. Um, Jose Barrios could be easily a top 20, top 25 um, type pitcher by the end of the season. On the negative side, originally coming into the season, I kind of like Runetta Door, but I'm starting to get very worrisome. I mean, I know it's a week in the season, but just seeing how he's done so far, I'm just thinking that he, I mean, it is, he only hit a little over 200 last year. I'm starting to worry about his batting average long term. So I'm, I'm going to predict the under on all of his projections for the season. Yeah, I can't disagree. Good projections. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll make one bold prediction here. Um, I'll say that Lance McCullers Jr. improves on his stat lines every year or every year, improves on all stat lines since prior year and becomes a solid, reliable keeper for uh, Vaughn going into next year. Yep. I like that. It's never been a question of skill. It's just been a question of durability. And if he can be that, then I would definitely agree with that. Yep. All right. So moving on to the next and number 10, I have two tacos, which is uh, Blaine's team that he took over for. Um, so looking at his team, he's got, I mean, Sherry, uh, one person to talk about right off the top is Sherry Hattani, man. He's going to have to make sure – I haven't checked if he's actually been inserting him into his batting lineup, but he might start have to check and check on that because he's hit two home runs the past two days. So, he might be an asset that he can move back and forth, you know, utility and so forth um, on days that he hits. But, I mean, he's got a good pitching staff. He's got Cueto, Strasburg, Darvish. Um, it maybe lacks a little bit of the depth of pitching, but he's definitely got a great top end. Um, and he's got some good bats too, Judge, Cespedes that I like. Um, he's got some veteran guys, Longoria, Carpenter, but some guys that will still produce um, decently. So I just thought overall, overall he has a good mix of some of top-end guys. He's got some veterans, got some good bats. Um, does look like he's hurting a little bit on the um, closer side of things. Um, so that that that's going to kind of hurt him as, as, start, as far as getting saves. Um, so – that's just overall my thought on his team. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with this. His pitching is very good, for especially for the C division. Um, it's it's pretty top-heavy there with um, Otani, who's been, who looks pretty good so far. Cueto's had really good outings. Um, you've got Strasburg there and Darvish. I mean, this team has a solid pitching core um, built around that, and you could have a really special pitching staff. Um, on the batting end, I mean, Aaron Judge is going to mash homers. Um, Cespedes is, you know, reliable there. Adam Jones was a great pick in the draft. Um, you know, you've got some question marks, obviously, um, in some of the infield spots. But DJ Lima, who's good there. Matt Carpenter seems to be playing every day. Um, so, I mean, overall, pretty solid team. Yep, I agree. And, and so, look – you still there? Oh, no. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so then looking at my bold predictions for this team, um, I'm going to pick J. 
Johnny Cueto to regain his old form and be better than all projections. He started out these first two games um, getting wins, being solid. I think that he might he, – he had a bad year last year. I think he'll go back, maybe not to his best years, but back to before what, what bad Johnny Cueto you saw last year. Um, uh, now, this might be a little suspect, and I know whenever Clay hears this, he's definitely not going to like this um, <laughs> bad projection. But I'm going to say that Aaron Judge is a little overrated and actually is lower on all his projections. Um, not, not to say that I think he's going to be a bad player. I still think he'll be a keepable player. But instead of probably a, a person's top one or two keepers, I think after this year he's going to drop down and be someone's top fifth or sixth best keeper because I think while he'll hit 30, 40 home runs, I think his average might start to dip as time goes on and people start figuring out. So that's going to be my bad prediction for this team. I cannot disagree with your bad prediction. I don't, I mean, his, his 2018 projections of 104 runs, 42 homers, 104 RBIs and a 265 average are pretty aggressive. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, just last year, um, I don't even know if he if he hit 265 last year. Did he, he hit 280? Well, he had 284 last year. But yeah, I agree with the regression batting average. Um, I I I don't think he gets to all those numbers. I would agree with you. Yeah, because uh, that's. I mean, if he if he's only hitting about close to 40 bombs, but he's only hitting 240, then what's the difference between him and Jay Bruce? And Jay Bruce isn't like considered a a massive pro, you know keeper must keep. So moving on to um, number ninth in the rankings I have is Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I just looking at this team, I just, there's some people that I like, I thought is batting overall. He's got a good mix of um, some power and some speed. I like the Travis Shaw pick. He's got Edwin Carcione, Jose at catcher. Nicholas Castellanos was one of my favorite picks that he got in the first round. There's been a lot of, um, things about hard contact and different things that he could be breaking out. Some of the back end off feels a little suspect, but Gregory Blanco is another guy that's, that's came on hot this season. Michael Taylor has been stealing. Um, just so as long as like Robus doesn't take over and Taylor loses playing time. Now that could be a question mark, but probably the main thing um, comparing, comparing his batting to some of the other batting in the um, C division, it's not necessarily better uh, where I think he, he has the, best point is his pitching I think he actually has a very good depth because I like a lot of his pitchers and he has closers compared to some of the other teams he's got Rivera he's got Ken Giles Biscayne so he's got three good closers and a combination of Verlander Sanchez Feria John Lester Cole Hamels Jake Junis Rick Porcello um, Shoemaker that I like but now's on the DL he just has a good mix of pitchers that I think if he manages his pitching well and his hitting is good enough that I think he could come out as a C division winner so this is one team I, I sort of disagree with you on. So I would have Pirates ranked as number 11, just ahead of Kim DeJong-un. I think his pitching depth is a little better than Kim DeJong-un, but I don't think that he has um, the high ceiling of two tacos or um, three River Mountaineers. Um, I think the batting, it, while it's while it's kind of – Overall, decent. There's not a lot of holes other than the back two outfielders, which are Jackie Bradley and Michael Taylor, um, I, I, and maybe even Logan Morrison in utility. Um, it's fairly solid. I mean, there's just no, but there's also no one that just stands out and is just like great, other than Edwin Encarnacion and maybe Posey at catcher. Um, 
I agree that Polanco and Cassianos could be really good. Um, on the pitching side, I'm a lot lower than you on like Matt Schumacher, Jacob Junies, um, Jacob Faria, and definitely Aaron Sanchez. And my bold prediction for this team would be that Aaron Sanchez does not even meet his 2018 pitching projections as ESPN. Um, I am low on Aaron Sanchez. I'm not sure I believe in the comeback. Um, he could prove me wrong, but that's my bold projection. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he's he he's had blister issues and stuff in the past. I'm not sure exactly what he is, but I think he could be solid. But I could see that prediction. Um, my bold predictions for this team, I have Gregory Polanco beating all projections. I think he just becomes a stud, maybe a top 15-ish outfitter. He started off that way so far. Um, I just think he didn't have a great year last year, and I think he's I think he's going to excel and be solid this year. My negative projection is I'm kind of worried about Billy Hamilton. Um, he's been batting a some games. I think he got benched one game, bat ninth another game. Last year he led off all the time, and if he's losing some playing time, they got Jesse Winker. They got four outfielders to feed. If he's losing some playing time, that could hurt his potential still. So I'm projecting that he loses some playing time under on his runs projection. And I think, well, I still think he steals 40 plus bases. I think he might end up under 50 steals. And when projections say 60 plus, that, that could hurt, you know, a person that you're depending on to carry you in steals. Yeah. I think what you're saying is essentially he becomes a guy where it's teetering on whether you keep him or not. And I, and this is substantiated already in the early part of the season. Um, he hasn't, he's only played in three of the six games. So, I mean, there's some concerns there. All right. So moving on to the next part of our rankings, getting out of the C division coming in number eight in my rankings, I have battle acts. Um, Looking at his team, it actually he, I think he had an exceptional draft. And even though I have him in eight, I think he can surprise some people as he's doing pretty well and looking at week one where I think he's made his money is, is in his batting side of things. Um, his his infield has got a lot of like power, dozers off to hot start. He's got Gallo for power. He's got Elvis Andrews from some steals. He's got Miggy who who looks early in the season like he might be bouncing back, not kind of as bad as he was last year. Um, he picked Adam Eaton who's off to a tear. Lorenzo Kane's been solid. Um, he just got a lot of good pieces in his bats, and his bats have kind of, if you look at his batting, what it's did so far in a week, it, it's kind of backed this up. So I think it's, his batting is one that's going to be able to help carry him in battle with anybody, even the better batting teams in the league. Now, where I'm a little unsure is the pitching side of things. He is good as far as closers, though, because he's got Knable, Asuna, Colome, Blake Trina. He's got four good ones. So, I mean, he's going to be set closers with anybody, fighting anybody in the league. Now, he's got a few good pitchers I like, Geo, Bauer. Um, but really, after Geo and Bauer, unless I'm missing someone, yeah, he's, he's kind of unsure after that. Gosman has potential, but he had a bad start the other day. Tehran, same thing. He's had some bad starts. So where he's going to have to find lightning in the bottle is his pitching. His batting is going to battle. His closers will battle. But he's going to have to catch some lightning in the bottle so he, he doesn't lose a lot of the pitching most weeks. Yeah. I mean, system of this team's fair. I have them. In, I have a battle accident also. I will say I completely agree that I think he's taken himself from this gray area of he's not nearly as bad as in, as in a bad of shape as the bottom tier, but he was never in the upper competitive playoff tier. I think he might be entering that competitive playoff tier this year. 
I think he has the team this year to actually make a run in a playoff spot. Um, I think the batting is is definitely there. He picked two outstanding picks, and it, it, it's validated by uh, the players of the week for MLB. The AL, MV, uh, the AL player of the week was Justin Smoke, and the NL player of the week was Adam Eaton, and he picked both of them in the draft. Um, he also got Max Kepler, which I love. Um, he also uh, picked up Miguel Cabrera, who's off to, like you said, a great start. Um, solid, solid batting. Um, bench spot or utility spot, eh, but he has Jake Lamb on a deal who should be back. I really like this team's batting. It's going to be very competitive. Top top half of the league maybe in been in batting. Um, but going down to the pitching is where I have the concerns. So like you said, um, he's got a couple top-tier guys like uh, Bauer and – and Gio, who's pretty decent, but after that, you get into the Gossman, you get into the Taharin, the Jay Happ. These guys are really risky. They can have a good start here and there, but overall, they're going to have an ERA of over four. Um, Kyle Gibson could be the one diamond in the rough there. I like Kyle Gibson this year. Minnesota is going to be an improved team, um, so he could catch. He could have, you know, caught a sleeper there. Um, but overall, pitching will be where he needs to work on. He did pick a lot of closures in the draft, so he sacrificed some of that starting pitching. Um, so we'll see how that strategy comes back to play. Um, but he should be competitive in saves, and that also should help his ratios. So um, this team does look like a playoff contender, um, just not quite there yet in the pitching staff. But with a couple of trades or you know a couple of waiver wire ads, could be right there. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think this is definitely the dark horse team that could, can make a run at a playoff spot. Just got to figure out the pitching. But closer-wise and batting-wise, he is set. So my mm-hmm. bold predictions for this team, um, I have Adam Eaton beating all his projections and is a top 15 outfielder by the end of the season. I think he's just going to do a little bit of everything. He's got a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed, going to get a ton of runs at the top of that lineup, hit for a good average. So other than maybe RBIs just because he's leading off, I think he's going to give you a little bit of everything. Um on the negative side of things, I'm just not so sure about Kevin Gosman. I know it's kind of validated by his first start. I'm going to say that he still doesn't figure it out, is lower on his projections, and at some point this season he's basically almost droppable, that you could almost drop him and no one would pick him up. I think I'm just not so sure he'll have a great season. I like it. I like those two projections. Uh, I'm going to add one more. Um, I am going to hate on one of my Braves. I'm going to say that Julio Tehran's ERA is north of 4.5 and his whip is 1.4. Like, I think he has a terrible season. Um, and I don't know if he's a brave after this year. So those are my two projections. Gotcha. All right, so moving on to the next one. Um, coming in at number seven, I actually have myself. So um, just to briefly kind of talk about my team, um, a little bit. I like some of the people I got, but some of the things where I'm not so sure is like Ian Happ. Um, he's kind of went back and forth. Been, it seems like he's been sitting against lefties and only playing against righties. So if that's the thing all season for being my first pick, I don't really like that. Um, also waited really late on shortstop. I'm not so sure about that. And a couple of my back end outfielders. Now I'm get, getting ready to get Conforto back, so hopefully that'll help me some right now. I like my pitching staff decently. Some of the ones I got quick early with Godley and Price that look to be solid. Um, I have a few closers, and Garrett Cole looks like to be off to a hot start. So, I mean, I don't feel like my team's terrible. I think it'll compete. 
um, with some other teams. Uh, just part of it, I think, is for sure is killing me in batting to start out this week, and we're fairly close in pitching, but maybe that's just why I'm kind of down right now. But yeah, that's just where I started off. Fair assessment, but Ryan, you're being modest as always. Um, I actually have you two spots higher at fifth, but we'll get there. Um, I think there is, however, um, another tier here, although although Battleaxe is kind of joining that now. Um, I think there's this tier of, of you and the next two teams that we'll talk about um, in this tier. And I like what, what I think set you apart was your draft picks and pitching. I love the draft picks and pitching. Uh, getting Zach Godley, Blake Snell. I think Manaya has a better year than last year. Um, David Price on a rebound year. I think it was a great pick down there. You also get Jordan Montgomery. Matt Harvey had a good outing. Maybe he won't hut up all year, but a good last pick. I think the pitching is is, is deeper than you've had in the past, and that's what has, all, has the last couple of years kind of kept you out of the playoff contention. Um, and I think you, you addressed that in the draft. Where I do have the issues um, – is that is in is a shortstop um tim beckham wouldn't really want him as a starting shortstop maybe maybe he turns out to be decent um but that's going to be one area of your team where it could be a problem child otherwise you're pretty stacked i don't really see weaknesses um anywhere else um maybe jason kipnis if you do have to play him um, I've had him in the past. Uh, he can go in big, big slumps and really kill you. So you might have two or three weaknesses. You're also relying on Moncada breaking out. He's had, he's been iffy so far this year. Um, Ian Happ's playing time here or there could be an issue, but I mean, overall you have this, you have the, the, your key guys like Rizzo, Bryant Rizzo, um, Springer, Fam is a beast. Um, you'll have to hope Matt Kemp holds up. Um, so there's question marks in your batting, which I can see why you would put yourself at seven, but all the next two teams we'll talk about also have question marks. So I think you're right there in that, in that tier. Yeah. And part of what's hurt me in the going is the Cubs offense has just been pathetic so far. And, and when I have like the top three hitters in the Cubs lineup, that kind of hurts, but uh, so my bold predictions for my team is um I think Blake Snell has a breakout year, beats all his projections, and is a top 36 pitcher by season's end. Um, and then my negative projection is that Ian Happ continues playing part-time, and when he's only playing against righties and not always against lefties. It- you still there, Ryan? Yes. Did you hear me? I think you cut out of our podcast for a second. <laughs> Do you want to go over your uh, your last bold, bold prediction? Okay. So what's the last thing you heard? Whatever you said. Uh, yeah. Just do your uh, bold, last bold prediction for uh, your negative. Oh, okay. So the last one that I said my negative was Ian Happ, that he just continues to play part-time um, and doesn't only plays mostly against writings and then ends up lowering all his projections. Fair. Um, I'll go. I'll go with with one bold projection for you. Um, I'll go. Um, sorry, with Shamanaya, and I'll say that he uh, increases in all his categories over the prior year. I think he has a good year this year and really helps your team. Uh, but I'll also go with a negative. I'll go with Juan Mancada. I'm not sold on Juan Mancada. Uh, I don't think he goes 2020. 
he's projected 21-19, so not really a bold prediction, but I definitely don't think he gets 2020. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it's, you know, it's hard to know what exactly he'll do, whether he'll figure it out yet or not. Could yep. take a year. All right, so moving on to the next team we have in the rankings is um, who got the runs, um, Clay's team. So I have him coming in at number six. Um, the thing where I'm not so sure about his team is the batting side of things. Um, he's got some older guys, Donaldson and Votto, that, you know, they might start to sh- show a little bit of decline and things. That, and they, at least Votto has a little bit um, in the early start of the year. And overall, his infield is, is lacking studs other than those two. Um, but there's kind of aging veterans. He's got Gary Sanchez, which obviously is going to help um, having advantage over catcher most teams. But in the outfield, he's got some boppers and Chris Davis and Jay Bruce. Um, doesn't have a lot of speed um, in the outfield, so he's going to have to rely on Villar, maybe Praza. I mean, it, it's a it's an okay batting, but he doesn't just have a lot of the studs that some of the super upper le- upper echelon teams have. Now, his strength is going to be the pitching side of things. He's got um, a lot of good closers. He's got Jansen. He's got Chapman. Um, but then after that, he's just got Fernando Rodney, who's kind of on the back end. But he's also got Keiko. He's got Jake Arrieta. Um, he's got some other pitchers, but he doesn't seem to have a really strong, deep pitching staff. Jake Odorizzi is okay. So he's got five or six decent ones, but he doesn't have a, a great seven, eight, nine that you can necessarily count on. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's right, right there, similar – to what my team is, um, so, but I had him just a notch yeah. above. So this is exactly why I had him a notch below you. So I have Clay at seven and you a little bit higher. Um, his he kept a lot of pitchers, right? So that that was that was the strategy of who's got runs. He he kept a lot of pitchers and didn't necessarily. So his draft he had to draft a lot of batters, and the batters he drafted aren't aren't super dependable. They're okay. They're they're serviceable start. They're, they're worthy of being started in our league, but they're not those high-end bats that are going to carry a team um, to a silver slugger. Um, I mean, you've got Aaron Althair, Dexter Fowler. Didi Gregorius is off to a good start. Um, if you can keep that up, then maybe a great pick. Um, but Eddie Rosario, I mean, some of these guys, it, the outfield, in my opinion, is going to be an area of focus. Um, the infield's okay with um, Donaldson and Votto. I think they're still elite players. Uh, VR could be a good pick. Uh, but Freddie Galvis starting at shortstop, <laughs> you know, you have some you have, you have some holes. Um, in the pitching, though, the pitching's good. Pitching is, I would say, exactly where you are in pitching. I think you have a little bit better depth, or, or what I like better anyway. Um, but he may have a little bit better top end or something like that. Um, but it's it's very comparable to yours. I like Severino. I like Keuchel to have a better year than last year. Tanaka's good. Um, I like the pick of Ronaldo Lopez late. Um, we'll see how Arietta does on the Phillies. Um, he hasn't started. He hasn't started yet, um, but we'll see how he does. Um, the The relief pitchers are great. He has reliable relief pitchers, but overall, good team. Going to be competitive. Going to compete for a playoff spot um, in the B division. Not sure if he'll win the B division, but he'll be competitive. Yep, I agree. Um, so my bold predictions for this team on the positive side, I think Severino is a stud. Um, I'm sure he's happy about that, having the Yankee ace of the future. I think he beats all projections. And I think he's third in Cy Young voting, only behind Sale and Kluber by the seasons and in the AL. 
Um, on the negative side of things, I think that Votto and Donaldson start showing their age. Now, I still think they'll be keeper level, but I, you know, in the past, Votto and Donaldson have been seen as second, third round keepers. I think they actually start shifting back by next season. They're sixth, seventh, eighth place keepers on a lot of teams in that kind of area, and they both go under on all their projections this season. Fair. And I'll piggyback on the Severino projection. I'm going to go with maybe the boldest projection we've had so far. Luis Severino wins the AL Cy Young. Very possible. I, I like him a lot. I think the Yankees are going to make – I think the Yankees will win the division, so, uh, have one of the best records of baseball, unfortunately, because I don't like the Yankees. But I think Severino is dominant as an ace this year, and I think he wins the AL, AL Cy Young. So that's my bold projections yep. for Clay. I know he's going to like that one. Um, I'll give you one, Clay. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um moving on to the next team in the rankings i have is you just got buck coming in at fifth um so i think overall he has a really solid team um looking at his infield side of things scoop rendon xander bogart xander bogart looks like he's off to a pretty hot start um early in the year he has a good infield I have a little bit of question marks on his outfield just because it doesn't have any, like, super studs in it. Now he's got Jose Ramirez. That's actually part of his infield, too. That's actually in his utility. So he has a really good infield. He's just his outfield kind of lacks star power, but he makes up for it somewhat in his infield. Um, And so comparing his batting to some of the upper echelon teams, it might not quite, quite match up. But where this team definitely makes up for it is on the pitching side of things. Um, he's got three really good closers, Kimbrell, Diaz, Wade Davis. He's got an excellent group of the pitching staff with Paxton, Weaver, Sonny Gray. Um, Flaherty looks like he'll be decent when he's back up. Um, Leak's a good innings either. He's got Kluber. He's got um, – Garrett Richards. He always also got Blake Parker as a closer. I mean, he's got a lot of pitching. And also, he has Cody Bellinger. I didn't even mention that. I'm looking on the roster thing he had on his bench for today. So, yeah, he's got another bat in there. I mean, it's just it's just an overall solid team with a lot of, a lot of good players. It's going to make him a good team this year. Yeah. I mean, this team is one that scares me. I mean, look, Buck is one of the two teams that has never been outside of the A division, joining me in that honor. Um, he's always really good. Can never really bet against him. Um, I, I like to see him a lot. Um, the batting, I, I do like a lot. I think the infield is actually pretty good. It's got Hosmer, Scoop, Bogarts, um, Rendon, Jose Ramirez. Um, very solid. Um, the outfield, like you said, is the worry spot. Um, kind of not that deep kind of relying on Corey Dickerson, Trey Mancini, Piscotti, and Duvall there. Um, I think all of them have positive traits, so you're getting something out of them. They're just not going to help you in all the categories. So that would be kind of an area of focus if I was trying to be nitpicky. Um, but that being said, the pitching is really good. It's deep. It's it's stacked at the top with Kluber. I have a le- I'm a little wary on Paxton. Um, I know – he's projected to have a 3.3 ERA, but this would be one of my predictions where I think the ERA is north of that. Um, we'll see if he can get 150 innings. Um, that's another thing that can hurt him. Luke Weaver, same thing. Being a rookie, will he, get a, will he get a lot of innings? So I think maybe toward the end of the year, you could see this team kind of 
struggling to the finish line maybe in pitching, but we'll see. Um, overall, though, very good team, very strong. I think Flattery's, Flaherty is back up in May, and he runs a starting spot, and he runs with it. I think he's a potential keeper on this team. I really like his combo of the uh, rookies with St. Louis with Weaver and Flaherty. I think they're both really good. And that, and that, um, tri- that you know, uh, trio of closers is dominant. So you're, you're going to struggle to win saves against this team. I also think Walker Bueller is up to some time during the summer, and he'll be a nice addition to this pitching staff. Um, you know, and he has Eduardo Rodriguez and Adam Wainwright on the, on the DL. So, I mean, this team's scary. Um, they're very, very good. Yeah, I may agree. It's definitely scary. And I wouldn't even worry so much about the things that you mentioned um, as far as, like, put, like, Stars getting shut down because they're young early in the season. Ending caps because we moved our season two weeks, so we don't use the last two weeks of the season since so many people get benched getting ready for playoffs and things like that. Our championship isn't even until the two weeks before that. So, like, it, I pretty much I don't think it would come into effect until like, if he was in the championship game, those last two weeks of maybe the championship is true. where it could maybe affect it a little bit. But through the regular season, getting to the championship – I think it wouldn't be an issue just maybe at the very, very end of the season if he finds himself in the championship. Um, and one thing i like else to mention I noticed about this team, I remember preseason, is um, he was lacking in steals. But I think he makes up for it because he takes a lot – he took a lot of power, guys. So, like, yeah, he a lot of teams might be able to beat this team in steals. But on the flip side, though, you're going to have a lot – unless you're just, you know, got for Scherzer's team or maybe your team that just can crack a ton of home runs – He'll he'll be able to beat a lot of teams in power because he went for power versus speed. So he's gonna he might just kind of trade off with you between those like um, two categories with some teams that he matches up with. Agree, agree. So um, my bold predictions for this team: um, I really like Luke Weaver. I think he breaks out this year, beats all his projections, and could be a top twenty pitcher at season's end. And then on the negative side of things. I'm, I'm just kind of not necessarily a Hosmer guy. Um, I'm not sure in San Diego. I mean, he's got Margot and Myers around him. Um, but just going – I mean, it's not necessarily a worse ballpark because Kauffman Stadium wasn't any better. But I'm just, just not so sure. Maybe he has an adjustment to different pitchers and stuff. I'm not so sure that he has a great season. Okay season, but I still think he'll just be a very back-end keeper by the end, end of the season, um, borderline. And I think he goes lower on all his projections. Fair enough. Um, don't really have any bold predictions here other than I think that uh, Walker Bueller comes up in May. I think he's that good, and I think he provides a spark to L.A., and I think he's um, a keeper player for um, Buck at the end of the year. Gotcha. Definitely possible. All right, so moving on to number four, I have Archers. Eric's team coming in at fourth place. Let me get to his team. Um so, looking at his team, he's got a very, very solid um, infill. He gets the speed from D. Gore and Alex Bregman, Corey Seager. He drafted Matt Olson right off the bat to get him some power. Um, he's got Matt Davison for power, Trevor Story for power. So, he's got a lot of power um, in his infield, except for D. Gordon, who gets the speed. So, he's got a good mix there. Um, and the batting side on the outfield, he's got Stanton, Pollock, Another good, interesting mix of power and speed. Brett Gardner for speed um, and Ciarte for speed. So he's got a lot of, like, power and speed combos. So I think the 
good mixture of those, but it also looks like he has a lot of guys that aren't necessarily average guys. A lot of guys that could um, tank his average, so he might not be a great average team. But overall, I think he has um, a pretty solid power-speed combo batting lineup. And his pitchers are are really good as well. He's got DeGrom, Archer, Martinez, Grinke, a great top four. He's got some depth in Stroman, Talion, Chatwood um, that I like. He's also got Will Myers on the DL that will help his batting when he comes back. Um, The one kind of weakness that he might have is the pitching side when Archie Bradley lost his closer. He only really has Keller right now that technically has a job. He's got a couple other guys that could maybe potentially grab it at some point. But with only one closer right now, compared to some of the the really good teams that he'll play, he's got a weakness there. Yeah. Fair assessment of this team. Um, I mean, the batting is so good in some areas. Um, I mean, some of these guys are are kind of breakout candidates. Like, will Matt Davidson um, be reliable, or will he be somebody like a Chris Davis who really hurts your average, um, doesn't get on base much? Um, Same with Matt Olson. I mean, like you said, a lot of low average guys – um, which could – so it's team's going to seem streaky. Um, I, I do like the outfield. Um, Brett Gardner, Cole Calhoun to round it out are decent four fives. Um, obviously, Stanton's going to provide a lot of your firepower. Um, Trevor Story, interesting first pick. Can he return to be the Trevor Story of two years ago, or is he a, a kind of a fading player? That's going to be a key pick for him. Um, does have Robles potentially coming up. Myers coming off the deal, that'll help. Um, and the pitching, he has a really good pitching staff. Carlos Martinez had a really rough outing, but I don't think – but he had a really good outing today, um, so I think yeah. he's fine. I don't like Chris Archer as much as most. I'm assuming that's maybe your bad, bad, bad bold prediction. Um, I don't like Chris Archer as an ace. I don't think he is an ace. I think he's maybe a two or a three. Um, but otherwise, he has a really good pitching staff. Um, he kind of threw some darts at some potential high-value picks like Stroman and Tyone at the back end. I like those picks. Um, just depends on if he hits. Um, if he does, he'll have a really dangerous staff. If he doesn't, then not so much. Um, it also has Jimmy Nelson on the DL coming out maybe in May, June time frame, so he'll get a boost at the end of the season. Um, same thing with potentially Gohara from the Braves. High, high prospect from them should be up when he's healthy. Um, Grinky should have a good year. Like you said, saves are an issue. I'm going to have to find those on the waivers or trade. Um, the one thing we'll mention is this team could have been even better in batting. Um, I, I think so far this season, uh, Corey Seager compared to um, Bryce Harper has not been the trade that um, Archers is looking for. Uh, Harper has been top five player Raider. Corey Seager hasn't really done much. So, that hasn't worked out so well in his favor so far this year, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'll have to agree with that. I mean, Harper has definitely been off on fire, so he's probably kicking himself a little bit for that trade. Um, but I think overall he has a really solid team. He's he's going to compete, you know, and be in it with anybody that he plays. Um, so my bold predictions for this team, um, first one's probably a little bit of a homer bias. And I, I really wanted him on one of my teams, but in both leagues he stole Tyler Chatwood from me. And I really want him, but I didn't want to stretch too early to get him. But um, I think he beats all his projections and could be a top 40 pitcher um, by season's end if, if the Cubs offense can eventually get it going and actually get him some wins. Um, on the negative side of things, I, Chris Archer actually isn't the guy that I picked. 
Um, but I'm also not a huge fan of Chris Archer. It just seems like he always has a lot of blow up starts. Um, he's he has a bad road at ERA. Pitts is in tough division. He's always going to have a ton of strikeouts. He'll have 200 Ks, and they'll always help you in that part. But he's just ERA and WHIP is this ERA specifically has never been the greatest. I do am a little down on him as a super ace, but he's still a good pitcher. Um, but my actual negative one, this is probably one of my more bold ones, is um, by the trade deadline, I think Trevor Story is replaced by Brendan Rodgers. So I think that Trevor Story uh, ends up failing out and Brendan Rodgers comes up at some point this season because Colorado's in a playoff hunt and they need help now. So good that was humble. And just as a heads up, guys, we only have an hour limit on this podcast. Um, we have seven minutes and 30 seconds left, so we're going to have to fly through these last three. Um, anything we miss, we'll pick up in the next podcast. Um, once we get to the two-minute mark, if we haven't gotten to our top two, um, we'll just say them real quick and we'll get to them later. But number three, Ryan? All right. So what we'll do here is the three. We'll probably, what, what we can do is we'll just do Steven. Or no, actually, sorry for Scherzer in this next one. And what we can do is we can just do another a quick podcast and do it that way. That way, we don't have to like rush through it and they can listen to everything because that'll kind of leave the last two in our overall season predictions in the beginning of another podcast. If you want to do that, okay. Okay. So coming in at number three, I had um, Jacobs team for Scherzer the best. Coming in at number three. Um, I mean, his, if he would have more pitching depth, I could ha- I could easily have him at number one. His batting is that good. I mean, you got his 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 keeper bats have always been so nasty with Goldschmidt, Altuve, Correa. He picked Sano, who's been on fire. He's got Abreu. He's got Trout. Yelich is good. Mazzara is good. Um, Puiga, uh, I think I like. It's been solid. Carlos Santana, cleanup hitter in Philly. I mean, just he's got. Great batting. Any doesn't matter who he's playing any week this season, he'll have a solid chance of winning a lot of batting categories. Now, on the flip side, the pitching is where he's hurting. Now he's got three closers, he's got Hand, Naris, Holland, so he's okay in the closer sense. And he's got a few top end pitchers in Scherzer, he's got Rich Hill. Um, and now I heard him in the early goings without having Madison Bumgarner. But after that, He's really hurting in, as the sense that he's got Felix, who just got bombed today. Skaggs, I think, could break out, but he's still more of a back-end pitcher. Then he's just got Jaime. He's got um, Trevor Williams. He's just got a lot of back-end guys that he's probably going to have to fill in, some with waiver wires. And so he just may have some starts where he's trying to mix and match. And, you know, he might be able to hit a few lucky streaks here and there, finding the right pickups, but he's going to have it blow up in his face at times too. That could hurt the pitching side of things for him. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. The batting is good. I don't like Puig and Chu. I'm not a fan. And I'm also not a huge fan of having to start Addison Russell, just personal opinions um, on those players. But going down to the pitching, I mean, everything else is good in batting. Everything. He has Lewis Brinson too, which I think is a good pick. Um, anyways, going down to the, to the pitching, I don't like it. It's Scherzer and Bumgarner when he's healthy, which who knows when, I guess. Um, after that, it gets really thin. And I actually have him at seventh. So I actually have him way lower. Um, the pitching is going to have to be a focus in the, on the waivers or through some trades maybe. 
I know he's not usually active in trades, but he has so much batting depth. Um, he could trade some players, just a couple, a couple, you know, reliable pitchers, and this team would be a lot better. Um, just my two cents. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he needs to help with pitching. And one thing I mentioned is, as far as Addison Russell, he did have Gene Segura on his bench, so he can use Gene Segura. Oh, fair. As far as I didn't see that. So, it, yep, maybe just Puig and Chu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, his batting set. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's figure now. Silver slugger. Uh, contender. Oh, yeah, definitely. And just got to figure out some of the pitching to try to well-round this team. All right, so let's um, – you want to go ahead and stop the video here, and then we'll finish up in the next video on the top two. And we'll talk about our predictions for end of season, along with some just overall bold predictions for the season for teams and stuff. Sounds good. We'll do the last two and the bold predictions and stuff in a different podcast. Um, and uh, thanks for listening guys. Thank you.